I forgot the SD card. We had to go all the way back to the house. Yeah. My house from the SD. I was so proud of myself, too. So close, Dante. I was like, oh, man, I remembered everything ever, forever. And I bought the thing, and then I updated the store, and I sent the packages. You, you might even say that you tried so hard, and you got so far. Please. <laughs> Why? The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. Today, we're going to be talking about productivity. Yeah, productivity is something that I think is important on multiple levels. And I feel like when you hear the word productivity, you probably just hear the words like, oh, how efficient you are with your time doing what makes you money or doing X, Y, Z, you know, but I think we want to hit it on multiple levels. <laughs> 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 yeah, we do. <laughs> Gotta get in them angles. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about those different levels. So when, when we were, uh, well, going back to your house to get your SD card. Yeah, I forgot Somebody my SD. forgot it. Somebody uh, forgot the SD card for this episode specifically. Somebody. I'm not going to say no, who it is. No idea who that could be. Not a very productive person. <laughs> but we were talking about some of the aspects around productivity. So let's let's start with that. Well, when we were in the car going back to get the SD card, I was talking about the aspects of productivity as far as your environment, as far as a personal level, and as far as you like actually being able to concentrate. And those are the yeah. main three that I like to mention, mm -hmm. right? So let's take weather into consideration. For potters, it's a very time strenuous process mm -hmm. in which you have to let things dry slowly. And if they dry too quickly, they get thermal shock and they end up cracking. Or if they dry way too slowly, you don't end up pushing up enough work in a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So spring and fall are the times in which I can comfortably produce things mm -hmm. because I have protection from wind inside of an enclosed environment usually. Yeah. And also during fall, it's like, what's well, a little bit warm? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, in the winter, everything dries slowly so nothing cracks. But in the summer, if I have an entire day to myself and I'm just producing for the day, I can produce like two bags worth of stuff, no problem. Yeah. But. I do have to keep in mind that my stuff's gonna dry if it's 100 degrees outside in California mm -hmm. within the course of three hours. Yes, yeah, I, I find that, I would say probably spring and summer are my most productive seasons. Right. But only because usually what happens during the summer is that I have much longer work days. Like I noticed that basically as soon as like daylight savings time happened, yeah. I, I went from working consistently like, <laughs> four to five hours in the studio mm -hmm. to like eight to 10 hours in the studio. Damn. Yeah. Just because like having the the more like light because you know, during the winter it sucks. Yeah. Like it starts getting dark at like four. You and get home and you're just... like, what am I going to take pictures? Yeah. There's no light to take pictures. Unless you have like a like a home light and then that just looks bad. Yeah. In comparison yeah. to natural God-given sunlight. <laughs> you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same issue for me. Cause you know, the rock in front of my house where I like take pictures and whatnot and mm -hmm. the trees and all that in the background. When I get home at seven, the sun's still out in the summer. Yeah. But in the winter, I have to wait until like one o'clock to get sunlight on that one spot and it's only there for two hours. I mean, mm. I gotta take all the pictures within two hours. Yeah. And right now, uh, in the summer, it's there at 11 a.m. And my house is at a certain angle, so that angle closes off after like 1 p.m. Yeah. So it, it changes drastically. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of the productivity conversation as well, I yeah. think. For me, it's less about photography and it's more about just my energy levels because... Really? Yeah, because during the winter, it's not like I get seasonal affective disorder, but I definitely... <sighs> You know, it's hard, again, when it gets dark at like 4.30, it's hard to thinking about being in the studio working yeah. at night for another four to five hours. Yeah. Whereas it, during the summer, it doesn't get dark till like 
eight or nine. Your brain goes, it's time to be up still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I tend to, I tend to just work longer days. And after having been through a less productive summer, <laughs> <laughs> All of that sniffling picks up on the thing, by the way. <laughs> Just, ow, 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 I'm gonna murder you. You're welcome, God Editor damn. Lindsay. <sighs> ah. Future Lindsay, remind uh, <laughs> other future Lindsay to stab Dante in the eye with these little sticks. Just poison my food little by little, and I'll get weaker until you could mm. kill me. It's no. fairly easy. Okay. Any ever, like, if you come at me with a knife, I can defend myself. But if you give me food, I'm gone. Mm, yeah. Gone. Yes, true. Whatever, put extra cobalt in my chicken. Oh, God. Blue, chicken blues. Chicken blues. He died from the chicken blues. <laughs> Hashtag chicken blues. Hashtag Anyways. chicken blues. Anyways. Uh, new, I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. new shop update discount chicken blues. Chicken blues. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That'd be really funny. I should do that next time. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, so for me, my produ most productive time usually ends up being the summer, but I, I tend to like forget that it's like, okay, this might be jumping a little ahead a little bit into like the mental health part of yeah, yeah, the, yeah, no, the no, discussion. No. Okay. Yeah. The last couple years when like winter comes around and I start kind of slowing down a little bit, okay. I plan on taking a certain amount of time off in January, but then I usually expect myself to be able to like ramp up to like pre-holiday levels. Okay. And that has not happened no. in the last couple of years. That don't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think, uh, I think that sometimes the most difficult thing about productivity is learning to set different expectations. It's one of the things where I say this, I know on an intellectual level that yeah. like, yeah, sometimes you're gonna, you know, just not feel as productive or sometimes you're gonna, you know, be going through a rough time or whatever. You're gonna go through emotional ups and downs. And I'm always amazed, I said this in the car, I'm always amazed at once I'm out of one of those downswings, I'm always like, wow, I did not realize that I was as low as yeah. I was because now like I'm like making a bunch of stuff and I'm like getting a bunch of things done and I'm like yeah. efficient. It takes a certain amount of, I don't want to say spiritual, but I guess like it takes a certain amount of reflectiveness to look at the forest from the trees to be like, oh, I'm in the weeds right now. So that, that's what's going on. Like, that's what's up. And then once you're out of the forest, you're like, damn, I was in a forest. Mm -hmm. Shit was thick. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I get what you, well, do you, do you recognize right now whether you are a morning or an, I, I sound like a magazine. <laughs> I sound like a magazine is like 10 ways to tell if you're a morning or a night person. Oh my God, let's oh God. talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I think recognizing whether you're a morning or a night person is important. Cause like me and my friend at work, he's just like not a morning person. Mm. And I don't mean like, when I say that, I don't mean, when are you the most grumpy? Like, I mean, when are you the most productive? Mm. I'm most productive around like 10 PM and I'll go into mm. like 1 AM. And then after 1 AM, I start to drop off into like morning groggy levels again. Yeah. I can keep pushing past that. And then I get real productive around 6 AM. <laughs> but like before that, that's when I'm the most productive. So I think realizing when you're the most, if you're like a morning productive person yeah. is important. Yeah, I think you're right though, as far as like realizing when you're in a downswing, you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know you're grumpy until your spouse is like, you're kind of, kind of being a butthole right now. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's less about grumpiness and more about like not being able to do as much as I might normally when I'm in an upswing or when I'm in like a stable swing. Stable swing. Stable swing. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Time is frozen, we're at the top of the parabola and uh... Upswings are nice upswing. though. Uh, I love upswings. Upswings are like, I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. If God came down here right now, he's getting hands thrown at it. <laughs> 
So one of the other things that you'd mentioned uh, when we were in the car is this is basically a summary of what we talked about in the car. I know we talked but, about <laughs> we talked about all this in the car, and now we're like. No, no, no. We didn't. We only, we only brushed over the surface. But one of the things that really stood out to me that you said in the car is that you were starting to realize that your productivity increases when you get some fucking sleep. Look, I <laughs> look. I've been look. I'm getting punished for not going to sleep in the form of sex. So I'm sleeping way more. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So I'm not allowed to go into the bed after 3 a.m. Oh, okay. And if I do, I get less sloppy toppy. My God. Okay. Well, this is definitely going to be an explicit episode. There's no way Sloppy Toppy could be on the radar. All right. Let's bring it in. Let's get some. Let's get some. 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 Some takeaways that our <laughs> listeners can listen to. Cause okay. So okay. that's essentially it. Is I'm. I'm. I'm realizing that I cannot go multiple days. I end up being in the forest, and the personality that I. I seem to be is that like once I'm in the forest, like I named forest from the cheese area. Once I'm in the yeah. forest, I'm just like, I know I'm in the forest. I don't care. I'll live here. I'm going to fuck. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not good right now. I don't have any water. I haven't had sleep for a while. I need to eat something besides sugar. I have to go to work in the morning. Mm. Fuck it. And I just, you know, I keep going. <laughs> but like after I'm out of the forest, I'm like, wow, that place kind of sucks. Yeah. You, you realize you're a lot less productive when you're in that state. I don't so much have the issue of not sleeping because I love my sleep and I know like immediately if I don't get enough sleep, everything goes on hard mode. I hate sleep so much. But, oh God, no, I love it. Sorry. But the forest tends to be more, I have so many irons in the fire, so to speak, that I don't know which one to take out and hammer first. Oh, you get like combobbled. Yeah, <laughs> combobbled. You get combobbled when yes. you're tired. Yeah, like there is, I, I have trouble keeping the house clean. Wow. I, you know, I will, I'll go into the studio and be like, okay, uh, I have to do this. Uh, or I also have to do this. Uh, but to bring that back to something else that relates to productivity is for me, my greatest tool for getting out right. of the forest, so to speak, is, is creating lists and using my bullet journal because so often that sense of chaos and that discombobulation mm -hmm. comes from me not having a sense of structure. I see. And I've, I've noticed like simply from doing this last Etsy update where I like I made a bunch of stuff, you know, I was in more of that like flow, in more of that routine. Yeah. That sense of visibly seeing myself make things yeah. reinforced that sense of productivity that has made me go on to a little bit of an upswing. Right. Whereas before, when I was working on my website and kind of doing a few other smaller things, yeah. because I didn't really have as many set concrete goals with set timelines, it was hard to establish a sense of success. Yeah, because the more you, the more you're doing good at something, the more you realize it, and you're like, oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I noticed make me less productive, but I do them anyway. Like I was telling you in the car, I know that when I'm watching YouTube Destiny videos and throwing, I'm less productive because 80% of my attention is on watching the video mm. while 20% is on making a mug. And I'm a proficient enough at making a mug to where I don't need to pay that much attention. But if I have music on in the background and I'm mm -hmm. paying like 80% to the mug, 20% to the music instead, mm -hmm. I pump it out, mm. you know, like get the, get the wooden board, put it next to me. Let's go, 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 go. Yeah. And then like I put that board up by the time I make the next one, if it's summer, I trim that one, go, go. I just keep going. Yeah. I think everybody wants to be productive. I think the issue is that there are people who are not self-analytical enough to understand the habits that lead to not being productive mm. versus the habits that make them more productive. Yeah. For example, I realize that I'm like my most, pro I, I'm a god if I get 10 hours of sleep for like a week straight. <laughs> I feel, yeah. um, and I get like a liter of water in me and I work out and like I've been slapping cheeks and playing <laughs> Destiny and make like I've, 
I feel amazing when I've done all of these things over the course, like all the things that I feel like I primarily need to feel like I'm grounded in my own body and be able to be productive for not only myself, but other people in my community who need assistance in the clay yeah. world, you know? But if I let even like two of those things go, it's very difficult for me to self-analyze to the point where I go, oh, it's because of this. It's because mm. I didn't get this amount of sleep. Oh, I, I need to drink water. So when you start to go down a downslope because you've let some of those things fall to the side, you have a hard time like identifying so difficult. that that's happening. I think that's very normal, in fact. Or, yeah. or I'm crazy, one of the two. You guys can tell me in the reviews. But like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I think everyone has different difficulty realizing when they're going in a downslope. Yeah. I think it's very difficult to, and then also to have the ability to get right back on track with your habits to go back into an upswing. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think, I mean, I think part of the thing that's difficult is that some, there are some times when you see yourself going into a downslope where you're able to identify those things and you're able to adjust and then kind of level yourself out a little bit. That's hard. But there are also other times where you see that you're going into a downslope, you try to apply the tools that you've already used, yeah. but that still doesn't work. Yeah. And learning how to cope with that is mm. something that I feel like has been so much of what I've been working on this last like year because mm. of COVID. Of course. Um, so yeah, because I feel like all the coping mechanisms that I would normally have used didn't work as well this year. Right. So I think that's something else as to like, I don't, I'm at least always <laughs> trying to remind myself to, as cheesy as it sounds, like be, be kind yeah, to myself yeah. like it's uh yeah i think taking care of yourself in general is just a, like it this is gonna hurt to say this is gonna hurt to say huh. you're a piece of equipment <laughs> okay and your equipment helps you do your job if you don't take care of the equipment your production becomes bad yeah your work becomes bad the the machine breaks down <laughs> yeah I think I'm realizing from a personal point of view, I can't get like no sleep, no food, no water, be on sugar, not not have any time in the gym, not hang out with friends on like Destiny, mm -hmm. and then be like, I'm fine. And then next week be like, why did my mugs look like trash? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't taking care of the equipment properly. I'm sure you've had moments like that. Oh God, yeah. Well this, okay, so this sounds, this sounds like something I would never do, but this sounds like something that you would do, mm. and I'm gonna suggest it to our listeners. Okay. Because I for sure I'm not gonna do it, mm. right? I think it's a good idea to start making maybe a small paragraph or a little journal of some sort to realize when you're having good days or bad days. That sounds weird for me to say, but also if you look back on the journal and realize like, oh, I did this, a pattern is sooner or later gonna come up. Yeah. Like all my good days are when I had this much sleep. All my bad days are when this was going on in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the next subject we need to talk about is like your emotional state. Cause the seasons, I'm not controlling those. I can control the equipment that I work with, water, sleep, things of that nature. I could fix broken things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, emotions are a little bit, uh, they suck. Yeah, they're you know. great. They're part of what make us human. Bad. But they're also, they're get, rough. Get rid of them. <laughs> Don't need them. No, 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 we cannot. They are important. I guess. Yeah. What I started doing in my bullet journal act the last couple months is mm. I have a, I have a mood tracker. Yes. So. That's I, what I'm talking about. Yes. It's actually very, very helpful. So I have a system. It's like one through seven. Hold and wait. It's yeah. one through seven? Yes. Why not 10? Because I, I like it to be an odd number. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, so basically what I what I do is every every day I put like a little marker 
on like how I'm kind of feeling that day. So like a four is like, man, eh, like, okay, kind of a good day, kind of a bad day, man, eh, like not, not, yeah. not great, not terrible. It's basically like what the four is. A four is like 50% for you? Yeah, yeah, okay. just kind of meh. Okay. A five is where I normally am, where it's like, okay, it wasn't like anything spectacular, but overall I feel like I'm doing good. Okay. And, uh, you know, then it goes up from there and then goes down from there. Okay. And one of the things that I started doing last month is when I had a, a bit of a, like a down note. Going, yeah. Is I would make a little note in the kind of below the little graph that I had set up and basically said why I felt that way. And okay. a lot of my analytics from last month were basically me saying like, I'm not feeling productive enough. I feel like I'm wasting time. I feel like I'm, and it's all those things and being able to look back and see those trends is definitely helpful. Mm. Um, and also sometimes I can identify that stuff that's, you know, more out of my control. Like I always tend to, you know, have a rough time around the anniversary of my sister's passing just because that's a shitty time of year. Of course. Like, and it, sometimes it happens before, sometimes it happens like afterwards, but being able to identify what is making me sad or making me just not have as good of a day and therefore like usually not be as productive. Mm -hmm. It can help me see that A, even though I, I may be in a downswing in that moment, there's always an upswing. I can see it. I can see it in the little dots yeah, there's, yeah. that I add. Yeah. And I can also identify like, okay, if these are the things that are consistently making me feel less like good, then I can identify what I need to work on first. Yeah, because then you can, yeah, you can make like a triage system. Yes. Of like, oh, I need this because I haven't had this because I need that. You know, yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say this for you and I'm going to say it for the people at home at the same time. Yeah. Your value is not your production level. I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> yeah. For personally, my value is directly tied to my production level. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I need to say this <laughs> so that people know <laughs> your value is not your production level. Yeah. Natasha puts it all the time. You know, Natasha, she yeah. puts it all the time on her stories mm -hmm. where she talks about how like, especially America is such a production based society where like how much money you make is directly correlated to like the value of yourself as a human being. Yeah. And you know, while we are making an episode about productivity, I think for me, the episode is supposed to be centered around productivity, around how you feel when you produce and the quality of your work. Mm, if you, not like how to be more productive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not like how much you produce is different from like how you feel while you're producing. And mm. I, I think one's more important than the other. Cause also usually one's good. The other one's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's a bit of wiggle room there, but usually if you feel amazing, you feel really good about your work, even if other people don't like it, you can still produce things that at least you like. You can be yeah. productive about art that you like to make. And mm -hmm. I think that's far more important than the, the bottom dollar of, of your sales, you know. I think it just, I will temper that with acknowledging that if you are, like if, if your job is just your art, like for me, right. that bottom dollar still is incredibly important. Oh yeah, having money is not everything. Having no money is everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but but like recognizing that if ultimately if the bottom dollar is the only thing that I care about, right. my practice is not going to be sustainable. A because I probably won't enjoy it. Yeah. And B because I will end up wearing myself out and breaking the mo the machinery that you're I gonna, have. You're gonna break the equipment. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You're gonna co go to cone ten every time. Oh God. <laughs> when, when, when realistically you could have gone to cone six for a lifetime, mm -hmm. but you pushed it to cone ten. <laughs> Now your life is halved. <laughs> Elements oh, are burnt out. God. <laughs> so what are what kind of caused that shift for you? 
was it literally no, just that no. your your well, girlfriend wife yeah. uh, was denying you the bonings? Well, she essentially was like, don't come to bed after 3 a.m. So my brain was like, oh. Also, if, well, if I wake, essentially there's a chain of command. So it's like, if I wake her up while I come into bed, mm -hmm. she's too tired to do anything the next day. Yeah, And that yeah. includes sloppy toppy time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's just like the chain effect. She needs, she's very set. She's like, I need to go to sleep by 9.30 because I need to be productive because I need to do this because, it, you know, like she has a, she takes a shower by like seven, does her primping stuff mm -hmm. from like eight to nine, goes to bed at 9.30. Mm -hmm. She has a set. I'm just like, I need to work uh, and eat food uh, and I might go to sleep when I get tired. That could be at four. That could be yeah. two days from now. That, But if I keep with that system, it makes me not want to produce the next day. I've also learned that waking up a little earlier than usual and going to sleep a little bit earlier as well helps me a lot. So, mm. so I'll wake up at seven, take pictures, do pots, communicate with my editor, look at the website, package things before like most of the world's up. Uh huh. And then around nine, I think, okay, time to go to work, work my nine to five. Yeah. But I feel really good going to work, work because mm. I produced something beforehand. Oh, like okay. I did, I felt more accomplished. That actually reminds me of something that I was curious about. I, I have the sense that your schedule changes a lot in terms of like what you do on certain days. Yes. And it kind of makes me wonder about like thinking about productivity. I, I kind of used to think that the only way for me to be productive was to have an exact set schedule all the time. Hmm. But I've kind of found that like I can be without having that, like without having every morning include the exact same routine and just allowing myself to be a little bit more flexible with when I do things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you kind of found that? Well, I, I just, from my, well, from my point of view with you, you're probably just used to patterns. Yeah. And from your point of view for me, you're probably like, this kid doesn't have a pattern. I do have a pattern. <laughs> I have a pattern. It's just wildly different based on the day. So like, let me let me break down my entire day right now, okay? okay? Because of COVID, my days have changed at my job, mm -hmm. and because of my job, I have to work my real job, real quote unquote, around my pottery job and YouTube. So when I when COVID first started, mm -hmm. I would work every single day my normal time from like two to ten at night uh -huh. by myself, and then sooner or later I told my boss it's too hard. I need one of the people back, so they gave yeah. me one of my sous chefs back. Okay, and then I worked from two to nine because the hours changed, which allowed me one more hour of work at night to mm -hmm. work until 1 a.m. on pottery and making videos and editing videos. Yeah. And then we started to open, like, we were dead for a while, we started to open back up. And so my time then went from two to like eight, because then we closed to eight, because the hours didn't help because we had no parties yeah. on Friday and Saturday nights. And then recently, the time has just changed because they canceled the night crew, so now my entire night crew's gone, but I'm too valuable oh, at my job to not make work. I thought I was free. I was like, I'm gone, right? <laughs> I get paid to stay home? And he was like, no, you're going to the morning shift. Um, so now I work from like 8 a.m. <laughs> to 4 p.m. Oh, wow. My issue isn't so much that I have an erratic schedule. My issue is more so that my base job is so erratic that it forces me to rearrange the rest of my life. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And no, so me... now I'm waking up earlier and I'm I'm not staying up as late because I don't get off as late. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's changing all the time and I don't have a pattern because the pattern keeps forcing me to change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no, that makes sense. That's about it right now. But I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying about certain people needing a pattern. I feel like I need some structure, but I've realized certain things like I used to think that like, oh, every morning I need to do these five things. And like, ideally, I think if I did do them, that would be good. Yeah. But it's also at the same time, I can realize that like, for instance, I used to think that, okay, I need to like get up, make tea, listen to the news, answer messages, organize photos on my phone, check my email, like do, do all these things in the morning. Yeah. But I found that like, I can do them at night 
and the yeah. world doesn't end, and yep. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unless so, you're hardline, so. like about your sleep schedule, you can totally take 10 more minutes mm -hmm. to check your email. And then yeah. when you wake up, your brain goes, I don't have to check my email for a day. Yeah. Like, yeah, because there are some days where I just want to roll out of bed and come to the studio, and there are other days where I want to roll out of bed, make tea, and have a 30-minute like morning routine. Yeah. And It's a load off your back. You have so many things on your plate. Just taking a little bit of... My usual thing is like, if I do a little bit here and a little bit there, I'll get it all done at once. Mm, but if mm -hmm. I have a pat like a set pattern yeah. that I don't get to do the little bit that would benefit me later on. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I would love to sand down all my pots. That's not in the schedule though. So what I usually do mm. is right before I package them in and I send them off, uh -huh. I just get a sandpaper and I give it the one, two, three and send them off. Everything Ooh. turns out real smooth. Okay. That way I don't have to put a whole two hours of my day into I just do it on the way to sending them. Mm, okay, okay. It still takes that amount of time. Yeah. It's just stacking upon the job that already entailed me doing that in the first place. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just do that instead. Okay. This is weird to say, but to a certain degree, whenever you get something accomplished, you feel good about yourself. It fills you a little bit of serotonin. You know yeah. what I mean? A little, little bit of dopamine in the brain. But like, if you're only looking towards the end goal, your brain just gets used to valuing those accomplishments at the end of the goal as as like feel good chemicals, you know. Uh. And so throughout the process, I've tried to enjoy doing them more. Like, if you just want the end effect of working out, then it's not going to come fast enough for you. <sighs> to some degree, you do have to enjoy actually working out for it to be a long time process, a habit, if you will, that mm -hmm. will actually benefit you over the course of your entire lifetime. Like, you're gonna have to enjoy, who rolled the rock up the hill? What's his name? Sisyphus. Thank you. Sisyphus, you have to <clears throat> imagine that Sisyphus was happy rolling the rock up the damn hill. Yeah. Because he probably just hates the rest of his life because he never got it up the hill. <laughs> he got it up the hill and then was like, all right, okay, it goes back down. Mm-hmm. Like, to a certain degree, in order for your own mental health in, in making artwork, you have to enjoy the process of making artwork. It's one of the reasons why I always get these Instagram messages and Twitter messages of people who are like, how do I sell pottery? And I'm like, is that, do you like making pottery or do you just want to, you just want like the end result? Mm. You know, cause like I can help you with both, but it's not going to keep going if you don't enjoy doing it. If yeah. you're looking at it as a tool to like only to a means to an end, that's fine. But I would much rather you enjoy doing it. Cause then at least I know you're happy doing what you love doing. You that's know, what a, I mean? that's a really good point because I think that that hooks into long-term sustainability because Absolutely. yeah. Like, it reminds me of a couple of years ago when I went through that process where like for about four months straight, I was constantly almost missing deadlines. Mm -hmm. Like I would have an event that I needed to go to or I had like a commission that I, I was gonna have finished within a certain date. And for like four months, I was just scrambling to get everything done before these certain deadlines passed. Mm -hmm. And it was the unhappiest I think I've been since starting ceramics. Yeah, And it was just that reminder that like, okay, no, like I need to, I need to slow down so that I'm not just constantly waiting for that sense of relief yeah. that comes with finishing a project. You're causing yourself extra stress by doing that and like your heart can't take it. Yeah. It's, yeah, no, stress, stress will kill you quick. Says the man who just recently started sleeping. Gang you know you were nagging on your uh, deal shit. with your demon? Hmm? Yeah, no, he's pissed. Okay, he's super it. pissed. that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. 
You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.